so this morning, maybe a little different for me, but, um, you know, as a coach, I'm actually a coach, but it goes this way for any sport. A lot of times you get going and you got your team going and all of a sudden you realize you need to kind of go back to the basics. You get new people in or if you're playing basketball, you realize, oh, we need to work on dribbling. Oh, we need to work on passing. If you're in football, you need to work on catching or hitting or tackling or I don't know what football people do. Uh, if you're a gymnast, you know, oh, you need to work on pointing your toes and jumps or whatever. But there's always a realization, ah, we got to go back to the basics. And every good coach does that. But guess what? Every good church does that too. Every time you have to go back to the basics. And so I'm just going to teach you just a little bit of the basics. If you don't mind, if you've heard it before, it's good to be reminded. And if you haven't, then, oh my goodness, it's a good thing you're here. Because this is the building blocks of Christianity is faith. And I'm going to talk about faith today. So, you know, um, we, we're known as a faith church. If you didn't know that, you know, we're a faith church. You, uh, people say you're a person of faith. I mean, so what does that mean? It's what I really want to get down to today. Because uh, there was, I remember one time we were having some kind of staff meeting and someone said, what are we known for? And someone said, faith. And I was like, what does that even mean? Faith. Because everybody has a different definition of faith. Most of the people on the outside, you know, they look on the inside and they might tell me, well, you're a person of faith. Well, absolutely I'm a person of faith, but I'm pretty sure my definition and their definition is two totally different. So I looked it up in the, in the dictionary, basically, um, and, and it just simply says, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Now that's my favorite one because that's what I'm going to be talking about today. But another one was just be a system of religious beliefs. You know, Muslim people are great people of faith. They are, they have great faith. Uh, so if you have a, a Mormon people are people of faith, they have a religious system of belief. Okay, so that's not what I'm talking about today. Uh, faith, um, the strong simply says a credence or moral conviction of religious truth, truthfulness of God or religious teacher. So I want to talk about faith today because, go ahead and pull up Hebrews eleven six, 6, Jeannie, and it says, it is impossible to please God without faith. So if that's true, we better figure out what it is. Because if it's impossible to please God without faith, and then in Romans, and there's two other places that it says, it's by faith that we're saved. So if we're going to talk about this faith that's impossible to please God without, and that we need to be saved, we probably ought to know what it is. Amen? So the faith that I'm talking about is in Hebrews 11.1. 1 in the Amplified. And this is just a simple definition. Uh, well, it's, it's simple. You know why I love the word? Because you can be the smartest person in the world and you can go deep as you want. And it's still true for the simple people. Because guess what? The Bible says that he uses the simple people to confound the wise. 
So it doesn't matter how deep or how shallow you go in the word, it's still true. Amen? Now faith is the assurance, the, conf the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith is perceiving as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Now, a minute ago, you guys were all standing, and I asked you to be seated. Some of you turned around and looked at your chair and sat down. Some of you just sat down. Ta-da! Those of you who just sat down, guess what? You had faith that that chair was there and it was going to hold you up. That's faith. So uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but last week was Prime Week. I think the businesses kind of capitalize on it. Christmas in July. Black Friday in July or whatever. I don't know. They had some term for it. So my daughter got an early birthday present. She wanted an Apple Watch. So we got our Apple Watch for Black Friday. Okay, so we ordered it online. We got our receipt. So that's faith right there. We got the receipt. Guess what? She didn't wait till she had it to go tell everybody, guess what? I have an Apple Watch. She was telling people she was so excited. She, that's faith right there. She had faith that it had already been paid for and that she had it. And then she waited expectantly to get it. That's faith. Now guess what? It came on time. But if it wouldn't have come on time, she would have been on the phone or she would have actually gotten me to get on the phone or whatever and say, hey, my Apple Watch isn't here. I have the receipt that I paid for it. That's faith. See how simple that is? There are so many things in the word that it's already been paid for. So that's what faith is. And it says, hey, it's mine. Now, that's a natural definition of faith. So that's what faith is. Simple believing that God is who he says he is, and he'll do what he says he'll do. So you got to know what faith is. That's a simple definition of faith. Faith is just basically believing, trusting. So the question is, I would say that every single person on the faith of this face of the earth actually does have faith. The question is, is where is their faith put? So you can have faith in your money. You can have faith in Allah. You can have faith in um, your kids, your, a person. You, everybody puts their faith somewhere. The question is, where as we as Christ followers going to put our faith? So the Bible says in Mark 11, 22 through 23, um, I just, we all know, especially if you grew up in this church, Mark 11, 23 and 24, there's a song about it, an old song. I would sing it, but I'd have to bounce like a horse because it goes, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Mark eleven twenty three is real to me. Anybody know that song? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I want to go back to 22 because it, 23 and 24 don't really mean anything if you don't read 22. It says, and Jesus replying to them said, have faith in God constantly. That's where we're going to put our faith in. We're going to put our faith in God. Amen? There's no other place to put it that's going to, work out 
Because we all know those people that we put their faith in and we know their character. And guess what? If we tell them to be here at 10 o'clock, we already know they're going to be here at 10, 10. I mean, we know those people. We, they, we know their character. We've put their, so if you put your faith in that person to be on time, you know you're already going to get disappointed. And if you're a wise mama or wife, you'll tell them a different time so that they'll actually be on time. I do that all the time, by the way. I say, okay, we need to leave for Amarella at such and such time. And I always give a cushion. So that's a tidbit, by the way. So you, where you put your faith is important. So just like those people that you put your faith in that seem to let you down all the time, like, are they really going to do what they say they're going to do? I mean, they said they were going to be here, but I never know. Uh, they said they were coming to class, but I never know. I mean, there are those people that, you, that tell you those things all the time. Let me tell you something, parents. You are their first representatives that your children have of the Father God. So, be careful what comes out of your mouth. You can either make it easy for them to trust God, or you can make it hard for them to trust God. If you're constantly saying things and never following through, guess what? They're going to transfer that to the Father God, and they're going to go, well, my parents never did what they said they were going to do. My parents said that they were going to get me this, and they never did. My parents said they were going to come to my game, and they never did. Or even silly things like, if you don't quit that, I'm going to take your tongue and wrap it around and pull it out. I mean, I don't know what people say. But those silly things, you're being silly, but actually you're setting a precedence that says, you're not really going to do what you said you're going to do because, I mean, mom's really not going to ever take my tongue and pull it out of my mouth. Or uh, if you don't quit that, I'm going to beat you black and blue. Well, mom's never going to do that. So what am I doing? I'm setting a precedence that I'm not going to do that. So watch your words, parents. See, you thought that I couldn't, I could teach on something other than kids, but I always, I always get it in there. So parents, be careful. You're setting that precedent. Let your yes be yes and your no me no. And if you can't, if you don't know for sure if you can do it, don't say. Don't say you're going to do something unless you know absolutely that you're going to do it. Because then your kids will know, okay, mom said it. We're going to do it. Because she said. She said we're going to do this at this time. And she always, I mean, they might not even think that. They may not go through the mental processes of, well, mom never lies to me and she always says what she's going to do. But they, you're setting that precedent in their mind. So, like I said, we're going to put our faith in God. So you're going to have to know his character. And when you start flowing in that, you're going to go, okay, does God ever lie? No. If he says he's going to do this, then he's going to do it. If he says he's never going to leave me nor forsake me, then he's never going to leave me nor forsake me. Well, what if I don't feel him? No, we don't go by feelings. There's so many times like, Lord, I feel so alone. I feel so alone. But you go back to what the word says. No, he said he'd never leave you. He said he'd never leave you. So even though I don't feel him, 
I put my faith in what he said. I put my faith in his word. Amen. So, bottom line, faith is the foundation of who we are. Faith is simply trusting. And who are we going to put our faith in? God. God is who he says he is, and he'll do what he says he's going to do. That's the bottom line. Now, where do you get it? How do you get faith? Does it just come? Well, go ahead and put up Romans 5.17. It says, is that right? Okay. What? 510? 1017. It's a typo, Jeannie. I should have got my... I have it written down. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely not it. Ah, here we go. There it is. Amazing. 1017. I'm glad we have a concordance here. Uh, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Simple. See, I have lots of people in my house lots of males, and even one female that work out. So they could sit around, now that most of them are the males, they always want to gain weight. The females want to lose weight. But they could sit around and moan and groan that they want to get big. I want some muscles. I want some muscles. And to say, yeah, And talk about getting muscles, talk about deadlifting, talk about bench pressing. And are they ever going to get muscles? No. They have to do something. They have to go to the gym and actually exercise. But especially the like boys. They can't just do that. They have to actually eat. For some reason, the like boys have a problem in that area. So, who knows why? But they really have a problem eating for, you know, when they're not hungry, they don't eat. And when they're full, they stop. That's a novel idea. Ladies, if you want to be thin, that's what you do. Because all my like boys are that way. But when they want to gain weight, it is painful to watch. Because even when they don't feel like eating, They trick their bodies into eating more calories, like making shakes with all kinds of stuff in it, like eggs and peanut butter and all these calories, and they drink it really fast so they can trick their body that they're not eating so much. And it's just painful. Or if they have a bunch of eggs on their plate, it's just like, oh, I can't finish it, and they're just forcing themselves. What are they doing? They have a goal. They're building muscle, right? Faith is kind of the same way. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, if you want faith, you're not, you can't just go, oh Lord, give me more faith. Give me more faith. Well, you can pray that all you want, but the Bible specifically says faith's going to come by hearing and hearing the word of God. So that means when you don't feel like it, instead of maybe being on Facebook, you can listen to your Bible. You can read your Bible. You can listen to a podcast. 
You listen, you know, even like the 700 Club has all kinds of stories of faith on there, people doing this, miraculous things. And I promise you, after a week or two, listen to those stories, you're like, I forgot how good God is. He's amazing. You know, all these things, we get so wrapped up in our own little worlds that we forget. We forget what God's doing in other countries and that how he saves people from beheading or, you know, all kinds of this stuff because we're so protected here and we're in our own little comfortable world. So that's where faith comes from, listening to those stories. Oh, yeah, God is good. God is a miraculous God. He is almighty. He does work in the supernatural. We forget that, that we have, they have a very real God, but we also have a very real enemy that's trying to destroy God's people. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. To do that, you have to put your faith in God. To put your faith in God, you have to know his character. So your faith, this is tweetable, and I didn't say it originally, but your faith will never be any greater than your knowledge of the word. So if you want more faith, you need to get into the word. You need to know what the word says. You need to know that he's with you all the time. There's all kinds of things. And I'm not talking about reading the word so that you can, it's not a book of spells. It's, it's alive and powerful, the Bible says. Mightier than any two-edged sword. Separating the soul and the spirit. It has power to transform you. So when you read it, you could go, Holy Spirit, show me. Help me build my faith as I read this. You can't just say, help me build my faith and never do anything about it. You have to exercise. You have to eat this word. You have to eat it. You have to know what it says. You have to know that when you're anxious or things are coming against you, that he says, cast my cares on you on me because I'm going to take care. I care for you. You have to know that he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You have to know that by his stripes you are healed. Okay? You have to know those things. And the thing about is when you build yourself up in the word, it is alive and powerful that it comes up right when you need it. Right when you need it, it's going to come up and you go, yes, that that's a promise from my father. This is what I need to do. And the more you walk in it, the more you hear his voice. So those are the building blocks that we need to be building on. And guess what? It's just like eating. You have to eat every day to stay strong. You know, if uh, Justin, my Justin, he's in Tulsa now, and he's always looking in the mirror because he's so big. You know, he's like, look, mom, look at my muscles. If he would stop eating like he does and stop lifting weights, a year from now, he'd be little Justin again. Skinny, tall, still handsome, but he wouldn't be strong. And then when he needed his strength, he couldn't go, well, a year ago, I was really strong and use that. Faith is the same way. You can't say, 
Well, a year ago, the devil attacked my family, and I stood in faith, and God saved my son. I can't use that faith. It's like manna. It's every day you're spending time, every day growing, building line upon line, precept upon precept. It's not, that's why it's so important for your kids You know, when they grow up, they need to see you walking by faith. They need to see a real God working in your life because guess what? They can't go, oh, well, mom and dad said, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. So I don't have to be sick. That's not going to work. It can't be mom and dad's faith. There comes a time when it has to become their faith. And they have to dig in the word for themselves. Because as much as you want to, parents, you can't give it to them. You can walk it. You can, be, you can be that light. You can be the example. But what kind of example are you being? Are you one to wait until the last minute to pray? This is like, I've done everything else, so I guess we'll pray. Or is that your first defense? I remember, it, and it's one of those things that you just got to go, okay, wait a minute. Why did I not pray about that? Well, it's because I haven't been in the Word. I haven't been building my faith. I haven't been reading the great things that God has done. I haven't been, you know, there's just really no reason we can't do that all the time now. It's so easy for us to just pull up any kind. You can listen to podcasts all day long. You can build your faith all day long. You can listen to your Bible. If you're not a good reader, you can listen to it. You can listen to books. You can listen, watch the 700 Club. You can watch those testimonies of great things happening. There's just no reason we can't do that. We can't do that. So it has to be a daily, daily practice to build your faith. And... It has to be yours. You know, none of this, we're all tired of playing games. That's not what we're doing. This is something real. God's real. You know, go ahead and pull that back up, Jeannie. Hebrews 11, 6. Because I want to read the rest of that. It says, it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. You've got, if that's the whole reason, do you believe that God is even real? I mean, you want to shake someone's belief, have an atheist come argue with you and just go, oh, I'm sorry, you can't even get saved because you don't believe God exists. And to, to be saved, you have to believe that he exists and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then walk off. That is, I wouldn't recommend that unless the Holy Spirit tells you to do that. But you know what the Bible says? It, it doesn't say go into the world and argue with people about if there's a God. Because in that case, then whoever's the best arguer is always going to win. It says go into the world and preach the good news to every creature. That's all we're called to do. Now there, I will say, there are people that are anointed, that are anointed to blow the minds of atheists and all those people. 
I believe Jordan Peterson, whether he was a, I believe God's anointed him in the area of knowledge. But you know what? If you're not a Jordan Peterson, it's okay. The Bible just says to go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news. That's what we're supposed to do. That should give you some relief. We're just supposed to preach the good news. Hey, Jesus came. He's real. And he took your place. And he paid your debt. Now come follow him. Amen? Amen. So we don't have to worry about winning an argument. All we have to do is know that God is who he says he is. And he rewards those that seek him. And you know what? As we build it, just like I didn't build my little tower, (laughs) but you can build as high as you want as long as your foundation is secure. Amen? And your foundation has to be built on God knowing who he is, that he is going to do what he says he's going to do, and that he loves you. And he's going to build on that and go deep. And the more... You study, the more you know. I mean, I could put a million dollars in your bank account, but if you never knew it, you would still act like you don't have a million dollars. You have to know what he provided for you. I have gone on a trip before, and I have made a list for my kids. All my kids are older. But I've made a list for my kids. Do this, do this, do this. And I've even stuck money in an envelope by it and said, here's money for food. Well, guess what? I come home and the money's still there. Oh, I didn't know you gave me money. Did you read the list? It says right there, money for food. Why didn't you go out to eat? Well, I didn't know. Well, I've done all I can. Thank you for my money back. You have to know what the word says. And I believe God's kind of that way. He's like, hey, I've given you everything for life and godliness right here in this book. I've given you everything to be able to walk victorious right here in this book. I'm coming back for you, for not a wimpy bride, but for a strong bride that's walking in all of her glory. So, Read it. It's his love letter to you. And if he says he's provided things for your life, you need to not go, oh, well, I'm, I don't want to be, do that because that would be being selfish. He's, he says, hey, I provided it for you. I provided it for you. I sent Jesus. What? Why would we meet face to face with Jesus and go, oh, I didn't want to look bad. So I never, I let your stripes be in vain. He says, by his stripes, I am healed. I am healed. I can do that for me. I can't, you know what? I can't do that for Eugene. I can't say, by Jesus' stripes, Eugene is healed. That's where we get in trouble. Because we don't know other people's hearts, and there are certain laws that have been put in motion from that person. I can't have faith for another person, but I can sure have faith for me. Because I know what God says to me. Now, I can help them build their faith. But guess what? Just like during a storm is not the time to build your house. You need to build your house. Firm foundation. Before, before it happens. 
before. There'll be times that I'll be listening to a podcast, maybe on healing or something, and one of my kids go, are you feeling bad? And I said, no, I want to I get built up before. I don't want to have to wait until I'm feeling bad. And you have to be careful because guess what? If you don't build your faith on this, you're going to build it on something and it's going to be probably on experience. Well, that person believed God and he didn't get what he needed or that person was a faith person and he died. I mean, is that what you're going to build your faith on? Or are you going to go, you know what? Let God be true and every man a liar. I don't care what I see on the outside because I know in my life, every time I've stood on his word that he gave me, he's never let me down. Amen? So, see, this is just foundation. <laughs> Just foundation, but it's something so important that we sometimes forget. You got to have faith. You have to have faith in God. I want people to know that I'm a person of faith, not because I have a religious belief, but because, hey, that Kim woman, that Kim lady, she knows the word and she knows God. And maybe I want her to pray for me. I want to be known as a person of faith. Because I know who God is, and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Amen? So build your life on that faith, and you can build it as high as you want. It has been our honor to offer this message today. If you would like to partner with us as we continue to bring the Word of God, we would ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Victory Center with a financial donation. You may do so today via the online giving portal at victorycenter.org. Thank you.